Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. Hi, everyone. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Um, we're celebrating our 50th episode. And I say celebrating because we never thought we could do this. We were in Beverly Hills and um, enjoying a cup of coffee at Starbucks. And I said, I wanted to, you know, create, produce a podcast to help find missing loved ones. And the associate producer, I said to him, you know, make some notes. And he started putting notes in his phone. And, you know, it, it just, you know, we flew back to Canada. And then before you know it, we put our, you know, we're working really hard putting our brains together, trying to figure out how to do this, how to do a podcast. Um, the passion was there, the perseverance, the desire. I'm a forensic artist and I really care about victims of crime. I feel for the families of missing loved ones and I, you know, respect the police, um, you know, law enforcement, all the experts out there, the private investigators, anybody who can help um, stand by families of missing loved ones and try to help and find the truth of what happened to the victims of crime or the missing loved ones. And, um, you know, before you know it, right now, we're at, we have listeners in 80 countries. And our top 10 countries are Brazil, Germany, France, China, Sweden, South Africa, Australia, United Kingdom, United States and Canada. And we have um, 2,589 cities worldwide. So thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you for caring about missing loved ones. Please enjoy our 50th episode and it has to do with missing Jane Buey. And we're hoping for answers and we're hoping to actually locate her. And um, what would be better than her children to have their mom back again. So thank you so much and let's begin. Hi everyone. Um, thanks again for listening to Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One. We have Monica Kaysen on now and Monica is in charge of the Jane Buey's case and she's from the Q Center for Missing Persons. You've heard me speak about her on many podcast episodes and it's a privilege to have you on. Thank you, Monica. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so what, what do you want to say about Jane Buey, the case? What can you tell everyone? Well, I mean, there's just a lot of things that, you know, we need to, we need to know. And, and obviously the most important thing is we need people that knew her back then to come forward, people that saw anything or maybe remembered anything from that time frame in their life. And unfortunately the case hasn't, um, you know, had a lot of activity for so long that, you know, people move on, people have, you know, probably passed on. Um, and so we're just, you know, it's kind of like starting all over again. Um, when, when everything's a new paint, um, new coat of paint, if you will. Um, and we're trying to, you know, get 
get deep beneath that and, and find people that were around at the time. And that could give us better insight of maybe what, what had happened to her and possibly even if she went somewhere else or saw someone else or something else happened that we're unaware of. Yeah. What do you think happened? <clears throat> oh boy. Um, well, Brian Queen is the one that um, I, has been working on the case and, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit and, you know, I definitely think there's some kind of foul play that happened possibly even, you know, um, you know, a couple people may have knowledge about it. Um, I really don't want to get strongly into the case. I don't know what, what has been publicly acknowledged out there, what have you, but I definitely think something bad happened to her. And I think that we need to, I think there were a lot of things that weren't looked into seriously when she first went missing and maybe hindered the case, making any kind of progress. And then here we are um, all these years later. So, you know, I definitely think um, that she was harmed and that, you know, she's no longer with us, but, you know, proven that's a whole nother story. You know, we need to get to a place that we can search for her um, and bring forth a better awareness and continue awareness, hoping that we're going to eventually reach some more people that may know something because you're talking so long ago and asking people to remember. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do is kind of rebuild the awareness part of it and get out there and try to reach people that may have something to add that, you know, we can pursue to actually bring us to a place to search. Um, because, you know, I've said it a million times, you can't find someone without actively searching for them. And sometimes these cases you have to bring back to birth, if you will, and renew and get back out there in front of people um, and remind the public she's still missing and remind the public of things that we need to know um, to even get to the next place to search. But I, I do think that um, it's solvable and I do think that we will come up with a place to search and I'm hoping, you know, sooner than later. Yeah, you're amazing at this. You know, you really are. I'm listening to you and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> She's right. So you're really good at what you do. And I know this is your calling in life because you do such a remarkable job. You stand by all families of missing loved ones when they come to you. You don't stop. I call you the pit bull, you know, because you'll get into a case and you won't stop and you're relentless to get answers. And that's what that's what the families need. And that's what the victims of crime missing people need. So the world thanks you for that. Um, I thank you for being you. I know you're, you're credible, you're authentic, and, and that's why I love you. I think you're a great person. Um, so she was last seen October 16th, 1997. Three days ago was 24 years. I know. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's and, just, I, and, and it's so sad. You know, people always say, oh, well, it's a cold case. And I said, I don't believe in cold. Drop off the sea. It's an old case. Yeah. And But, you know, it's just like anything else. You have to take it out of the cabinet and dust it off and, you know, and clean it up. And, and that's pretty much, you know, what we're trying to do with the case, you know, build that awareness back up, you know, and get people talking about it. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's hard when these cases go on so long because this is what the families have endured longer than others. You know, nowadays somebody gets missing, you know, there's a little bit more effort put forth, you know, especially when it comes to adults. Back when she got missing, adults weren't taken seriously. You know, oh, well, they have the right to be missing. 
um, they have the right to, you know, to not contact anyone. But the, the real statement is listen to the families because yet, although an adult has the right to become missing, um, most adults wouldn't do that to their families. And so you have to listen to the families and, and that's back then it was just an easy scapegoat, you know, out to, you know, well, we, you know, everything was urgent if a missing child or something like that. But when it came to a missing adult, that was the excuse, you know, most people use, well, they have a right to be missing. So therefore nobody did anything or it was very limited in what they did. Um, and, and I get that, you know, I understand the concept of that, but most responsible people aren't going to leave their families to suffer and, you know, not know their whereabouts for, for a great length of time. It may happen for a day or two or something. Um, and maybe even a week, you know, and there must be some, might be some miscommunication, but in this particular case and, and thousands of others, you know, it just didn't happen and they are owed to get some kind of resolve. And, you know, it, here we are all these years later and you're trying to, you know, ask people to remember what they may have seen in a parking lot at four o'clock on a particular day when it would have been so much easier to get the information out when she first became missing and ask those questions. So, you know, a lot of people got lost in the cycle of being an adult missing during a time then when there really wasn't a lot in place. And hence why, um, when I began the Q Center um, back in 94, that was one of my main missions was, you know, we have to, every missing person is a child of someone, and I'm not too old to be a missing child. All those campaigns that we've done and, and slogans that we, we built were because adult people are not looked at as children when they are still, whether they're 30 or 37 or 52, they're still the child of someone. And uh, so, you know, we tried, we tried to say in our whole mission here that adults are important too. They are children to these families um, and they are important and they are missing and they need to be found and they deserve the right to be found. Um, And so, you know, over the years I've watched it turn and grow more and more to where adults are taken more seriously Um, and so, you know, that's where we're at. we still have cases that linger back in the day when adult missing person cases were not taken seriously. And so trying to go back and rebirth those and, and bring them back to life and, and, you know, let's, let's get the technology we have advanced today, you know, redo, um, if there's any kind of evidence, you know, sitting in a locker, you know, let's, let's resubmit that. Let's go back and look at, you know, people that were involved in the very beginning. Let's go back and re-question people because people can't remember lies 15, 20 years later. Um, you know, somebody's going to mess up somewhere. And I think that's important in this case. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, my dog's barking in the background. I hope it's not too loud. Um, but we all love dogs. I see your gorgeous dogs always. All those posts are beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I wish we can clone you a hundred times. I think the world needs more Monica Casins because you're you're on the right track and what you're saying is 100% true and and every everybody's equally important. It doesn't matter about the age. And like when I was speaking to Jeanette and Anthony, I interviewed them separately. Um, Anthony started to cry, you know, talking about his mom and stuff. So I sure. mean, the pain is there forever. And I think it's so important that like we're at 79 countries now, our listeners in 79 countries, which is amazing. So we have so many listeners and 
I, I explain to them, it's important for them to hear what you have gone through and how you feel so they can relate in their heart. If they know something that they would come forward and say something, because they see, you know, you're suffering so much. So when people are authentic and real in the interviews, it really helps, I think, for other people to say, listen, I know some, I'm tired of holding it in. I'm going to make that call. And I really hope that happens, you know? Yes. And I, and it does, it happens every day, you know, people, pass away and so the person feels safer about coming forward with what they may know um or that person is no longer a threat you know to or maybe they've grown um enough in their life that they're not intimidated by that person anymore whatever it may be um but you know every there was there was a significant amount of people in her life at the time she got disappeared that she disappeared and you know I'm sure all of those people were not reached out to and spoke to you know, it was probably the first, you know, few that were in the immediate circle. And I think that needs to be expanded. And I think that, you know, there's always good information out there. It's just nobody was ever asked or maybe they didn't feel it was important or contributed to, um, you know, in finding her. But, you know, we've got to we've got to start closing some of these cases and we've got to be able to, you know, get get these cases um, headlined. And, you know, I know that, you um, the media plays a huge role in us getting information about missing people. And there's so many new missing people that it's hard to go back and review old, you know, cases, but it's, it's vital because these old cases, there's so much more that can be done. When you look at an old case, there's things that were never done in their case when they first got missing. So you can go back and start ramping up those efforts and, you know, like the DNA process and, you know, just everything that's involved, it wasn't available back then. And if it was, it may have been brand new or maybe um, there wasn't any kind of free programs or funding to pay for those type of programs. So, you know, I believe her case is solvable. I believe that it needs to, you know, have fresh eyes look at it and, and fresh hearts, if you will, somebody who cares to, you know, get to the next search because everything that we do in any case that we have is whether it's awareness, whether it's billboards, whether it's, you know, just whatever, giving the family support, you know, get, trying to get new information on the case. It's all to get to the place to search to hopefully be able to recover that person. And um, I've said it so many times before that, you know, most people drive down the highway and look at the pretty scenery. I drive down the highway and think of how many people are out there because our world is an open graveyard. And nobody's paying attention, you know, and luckily some people get found by hunters um, because we would have never known to look there so many states away or so many miles away. Um, and, and sometimes people get found by accident, kids playing in the woods or what have you. You know, these people deserve respect to be searched for and found because somebody was out looking for them, not by accident, you know, 20 years later because no one ever did go look for them. And some of these cases are resolved and they're, they're close by. Like if they would have just done the initial search or just done the first couple miles, they would have found them. So that's where we're at with this case and many more like it, that you just have to go back to the drawing board and you've got to go back to, you know, begin searching and see what hasn't been done and try to get things done. And that's, you know, that's what we're hoping to, we're getting a goal plan together and that's what we're hoping to start lining up some areas to search for her and start scratching off some things off the list, you know, and say, okay, we might not know where she is yet, but we know where she's not. Yeah. And, and, you know and that's going to be just as important. 
Yeah, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. And I think um, something's going to come out of all this. Like, I, I know. Absolutely. I know how hard you work at, at stuff and I'm passionate. I'll help any way I can. And I just, just listening to you, I, my heart feels good. Like, yeah, her case is solvable and I think it will be solved. And, and like I said, you're great. And how many times do I see there's a car pulled up with, you know, people who are deceased in it, like years, years later, like it's sad. Like what you were saying, driving by a highway and does people are looking at the pretty stuff. Well, what about, like how many dead people are all over there, whether they're buried or in yeah. the water and Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it's it's very sometimes it's very overwhelming because in reality that is that is a true reality out there. And a lot of people don't like thinking about that because that's ugly stuff and you know, and it's it's a little bit too much sometimes because then they have to face the reality how evil this world really is. Um but that's our life every day, you know, domestic violence, you know, they they don't go you know, they go and do all the right things. And then next thing you know, their husband or boyfriend or whatever kills them and throws them out like they're a piece of garbage. And, and then, you know, you've got partners that betray each other and, you know, and kill each other. And, and you, you it's just, I mean, it just, the list goes on and on. You've got parents turning and, and killing their children and throwing them out like they're just nothing. Um, so, I mean, this is a reality in the world. Um, and, you know, long story short, you know, you shouldn't be found by accident. You should be found because people are out there looking for you. Um, and that's what bothers me the most when I see, especially even us, you know, usually once or twice a year, we'll find somebody we were not looking for. Um, and sometimes they're reported missing, sometimes they're not. And it's just heartbreaking. Like, first off, how do you not report someone missing that you know and love? Um, but second off, why wasn't anyone ever, you know, looking for this particular person? Yes. So, you know, there's, there's so much more that goes into it, but there are definitely, you know, bodies out there, you know, in creeks and rivers and woods and, you know, encaged and stuff, buried, what have you. And we just have to, to get to the right place and, you know, and start solving some of these cases. And, and we do, and we've been successful over the 27 years, but, you know, we've got it, we've got to continue to keep, keep it up and, and find more. And that's pretty much where we're at. Um, talk about just if there's some new listeners that don't know exactly what you do, explain what the dogs and the searches just a little bit so they can know. Well, the Q Center was founded in 1994 to basically be a liaison between families, communities, and law enforcement. And we are number one, you know, our strong advocacy for families and, and victims' rights and, and victims that are missing. Um, but we also have numerous different safety programs and awareness programs that we offer to families in cases, you know, active case work. So you have an active case worker that's always looking to work with your law enforcement and, and to build your case up to, for, to get it well known and to get it out there and try to seek information. But the most important part, again, is to get to the place to search. And we have over 15,000 members nationwide that are professional search personnel, whether they be canine handlers, operators of boats, um, ATV, you know, uh, horses. I mean, the list goes on. Every kind of camera equipment you can think of above ground and underground and underwater um, and in water, um, you know, just every kind of resource that you can think of that volunteers their time to our organization. Our organization funds the searches, VI food, lodging, um, and, and reimbursement for fuel. So we can put together, you know, 
a ton of resources and specialty resources, we can get them where they need to go to aid communities and law enforcement and families of the missing. And that's pretty much we have built a network and spent, you know, our entire time with this organization, building it and building our resources and, and you know, it's constant replenishing them. People pass away, people, you know, um, get too old to do it anymore, or they get injured or have a permanent injury. So we're always, you know, bringing in new volunteers. There's constant training that takes place. So, you know, we just want to continue to go strong and to be able to answer the call for help and, and to search and actively search for these missing loved ones. And people, if they, if they can, who, who do they donate to, to help with the queue? They can always go to our website. We have donation button there, which is www.ncmissingpersons.org. They can, um, you know, email us directly. Um, and for other ways, they can do a credit card payment over the phone. They can also um, go through PayPal and other um, different uh, um, giving programs that that we are accepted through. Um, and they can, uh, you know, mail it in to us at, you know, P.O. Box 12714. And we're in Wilmington, North Carolina, 28405. So, you know, there's plenty of ways you can make a donation. Um, there's plenty of ways you can get involved to volunteer. It's all on our website. You know, I encourage people to go there and read as much as they can and submit an application or submit a donation if they will. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. And, um, and what would you want to say while we're closing here? What would you want to say if somebody knows anything? Um, what, what we have every every missing person case that our organization has is on our website that's registered with us, and they all have their own anonymous submit form. So you can go to her profile on our website and submit an anonymously excuse me anonymous tip, and um, and it'll come directly to us, and we'll make sure it gets to the right investigator to proceed forth um, and get that information to where it needs to go. Um, you can directly email us at qcenter at aol.com. Same thing. Okay. And that's for Jane Huey. Perfect. Um, Excuse me. Oh, goodness. No, that's perfect. Thank you so much. And yeah, I have the age progression here. I was talking to the children about the age progression also. And Jeanette has it hanging in her room, which is really nice. And then Anthony said, you know, he really, really liked it and liked the eyes and stuff. And how did you feel? Because you're the one who asked me to do it. How did you feel? Well, your age progressions always bring, you know, something new to the table and, and has helped solve cases. And I believe that, again, you know, sometimes even if the person is deceased and you have an age progression, it's a constant reminder of what this person would have looked like or a reminder of maybe who they could have became. So I'm hoping that it's going to reach into somebody's soul and say, God, she was so young when she got missing and look at what she could have been now. And now she's a mom or a grandmother and, and different things. And maybe, maybe something will touch their heart. Yeah. 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 I, I, or their contents. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So thank you so much. It's always, um, I always love having you on. I, I always learn from listening to you no matter what, <laughs> it doesn't matter when I listen to you, you always have valuable information. You have a great heart and that's what life's about hanging around with genuine people with great hearts. So thank you, Monica, for being part of the podcast. And um, would you That's like to end with anything? Um, that, you know, again, there's every, every single case, um, even if it becomes a national case and, and you need national information, but every case begins in a particular town or city. And there is information that lies in that town or city that can help solve that case or move it in 
and progress towards being solved. So I just encourage anybody, you know, that knows about her case to please reach out to somebody. You can remain anonymous, send a letter, whatever you have to do, you know, to get your information to the right person so we can help bring this person home and bring some kind of resolve. You know, we're coming to the closing of another year. The holidays are coming. And this is when it's the hardest on families, the anniversaries, the birthdays, the, the holidays when families gather. And we all know that you're, you're forced to face that, you know, the reality that person isn't with us even more than on a day-to-day basis. So I encourage you to have a heart, you know, tell us what you know, get the information to somebody it's going to matter that can do something with it. And, um, you know, and let us, let us try to get out there and find her. And, and I just, you know, I believe that that information is going to start from that community. And I believe there's still somebody alive that has and knows something that has information and knows something and they need to come forward. Yes. I believe that too. And, and thank you so much, Monica. Like I said, um, it's, it's amazing having you on and I always learn so much and, and I believe, like you said, I believe it's solvable and let's all work together as a team to help bring Jane Dewey home. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for all you do for us and all the missing. I appreciate that because you know, everybody working together and bringing their talents, you know, to work effectively together, um, you know, makes such the big difference and, and a better experience for families. And, you know, there's just so many out there that claim to do stuff and don't do it. And they, and, you know, I get families that are so broken even more, um, because of whatever they've had to experience before they get the right help. So I just encourage people to you know, stick with, with people that are actually going to be able to produce something to help you along in your journey. And, um, and, you know, that's what we're just trying to do is just to, to make a difference in the cases that are registered with us and try to move forward and try to bring some kind of resolve. And in the meantime, just support the families through their journey, however long it will be. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And, and try and have a good day. And, and again, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. All right. Thanks, Diana. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. On the next episode of Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One, I interview Jane Buey's adult children, and here's her son, Anthony. If your mom could hear you right now, what would you want to tell her? That I miss her and I love her. Um, I've never forgotten her. She'll never be forgotten. She's always in my heart. Wish she could be here to support me and be here for my kids, her grandkids, my sister, her family in general. Um, She's truly, truly missed and loved. And it's not the same without her. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.